Saving money on groceries is about to get even easier because a brand new Walmart neighborhood market is opening soon near you. Enjoy low prices you can trust every day on your grocery favorites like fresh produce, quality meats, and more. Plus, Walmart's friendly pharmacists can take care of all your prescription needs. At Walmart Neighborhood Market, shopping and saving are simple and convenient. Your new Walmart Neighborhood Market opens July 13th at the corner of 38th Avenue North and 17B in Myrtle Beach. Save money, live better, Walmart. Life, are you growing with it or feeling left out? Either way or in between, you're in the right place today with the host of Change Already, Your Future, Your Choice, Jillian. She's an award-winning author and radio personality. She's warm, she's fuzzy, and she's got an attitude. Welcome back to Change Already. This is Jillian, and I have to admit that I was a little shaken up with what's going on in the world today. So if I seem a little off and just a little hesitant about some things, it's because we've been working on the summer series with Jillian and you know how life goes. It takes you in all different directions. But if you've been following along, I've done two shows now. The first one was who is Jillian and why you need to know her. And the one I did last week, which was Intuition and Leadership Development and Why It's Necessary, I got a little chatty Kathy in that one, and I'm sorry, but I had to make a point. I had to get everything I wanted to get out for you to hear and listen and make some points. So I will try to work better with my partner that's been co-hosting with me in this series, Delilah. So one of the things that we wanted to talk about this week was intuition, everyday practical uses for personal intuition. And like I alluded to earlier, I'm a little off-centered with what's going on, but instead of avoiding that subject, I think it's even more relevant that we talk about practical uses and personal intuition on what's going on and integrate this violence that's been happening. And for those of you that are not sure about what I'm talking about, there's been another incidence of a black man being killed by armed officers, which in turn has caused the public to have this very sad and once again public outcry for equality and some investigations on what's going on been okay in the past and it's been able to contain itself but it has moved into the second phase which everybody talks about which is violence violence towards other protesters and sadly violence against the peace officers that are simply for the most part trying to do their job And I wanted to talk about practical ideas and how to use your intuition, but I think unavoidable and also necessary that we integrate what's going on around us in our communities and in our hearts and our souls and how we're all in pain about this. So I want to talk about how we can maneuver through this tragedy that's happening and stay grounded with 
the violence on around us and our wounded hearts that are going through all this together. So with that be said, I'd like to bring in Delilah. Good morning, Delilah. Good morning. Good morning. And you're absolutely right. Um, it seems like our whole world has been turned upside down. And unfortunately, everyone has an opinion about it. And it seems to be it seems to be that you you find labels, words, labels that everyone tries to define this situation with and it's very divisive from what I've seen. I'm I'm not one that can sit in front of a news channel and watch this play out and play out over and over again. But you, you can't help but not know about these things. And as a country, as a world it's it's very frightening. Uh, it's very conflicting. And what we're seeing with Internet, with social media being so instantaneous that people are just ready to let it all out there, which maybe timing isn't right for that. I, I don't know. I don't know what the solutions are here. And I think that's part of the issue. You know, we're focusing in on the incidents that has happened to brought, to bring America to this point of boiling over and, and wounded hearts, but it's going on everywhere. And I think part of the problem is that we don't know where we're going. I mean, one of the things with intuition is that it goes across all boundaries. It goes across religion. It goes across identities. It goes across sexual identities. It's everything that every each one of us have in our hearts. And I think it's not the it's not the end all solution, but it's certainly a place where people can personally start changing themselves and finding something within their hearts. And I think that's what we need to talk about today, especially on where we're at right now, which is we're barely getting along with each other at the moment, to what kind of ideas and solutions we can do in our own homes and our own communities that can bring us back to a more peaceful, calm thing. The first thing I want to tell everybody is please don't panic. When something like this happens, Delilah, don't you think people just go on hyperdrive? They become hypersensitive, they become hyperdriven, and they panic. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's what we see a lot of, again, on social media on, on and on regular media. I think, you know, listening to news reports about all of the different um, situations that have happened in our country, we see it over and over and over again. So it's feeding the mind this concept of, of panic and panic leads to anger and anger leads to hate and hate. When people act on hate and when they act on that emotional level, it's usually not a good outcome. Agreed. And when that starts happening, what I feel goes down is that people start assigning good and evil. 
And when you start using the words of good and evil, it really starts pitting people against each other. And of course, I'll use an extreme example, the terrorists that have been doing, you know, violence upon us in the last couple of weeks as well. The challenge there is they actually believe what they're doing is good and the rest of us are evil. So when you get in that kind of mentality, it's very hard to get out of it because you get to the place where it's a belief system. And I talked about that last week, why the kids are so open to a different idea. When you work with people's belief systems and you start assigning this group is good and this group is evil, that's when things, the combustion starts happening between the groups. Agree, yeah, there again, I mean, I think it's human nature to label. And we see it across the board on, in many issues and all over the world that we label things, we label people, we label groups so that, again, there's such a division, um, you know, within different factions in our world, within different countries and areas of the world. And, and again, your belief systems, why do we feel the need to make other people believe in what we believe because we're right. And and it seems to be a standing argument everywhere that we come in, this is our belief system, and you will believe it. And we're very forceful about it, not just us, but other other countries, other groups in the world. And it, it all revolves around that belief system. History tells us that that is what happens in cycles. In other words, you know, this isn't anything new about clashes of belief systems and good and evil and, you know, those taking over others and and things like that. I think the challenge, like you talked about, is that the Internet and even video cameras that we saw and those kind of things heighten the sensitivity of the broad differences between everybody and everybody's acting upon their beliefs. And it's very confusing. I find it very sad, but also confusing because I don't know what to do about it. And I think that's part of the situation because I'm not the kind of person that'll go hit the streets and, you know, be in a rally. Now, I can't say I've ever done that, but I I can't say I won't do that in the future. But for me, I try to take a more calmer approach. And I think that's one of the messages that we need to get through is, The opposite of panic is non-panic, which is calm, calm everything down, you know, bring everybody, separate everybody and everybody just try to, to bring the emotions down to a place that it's least palatable. You know, when, and one of the things I keep hearing everybody talk about is love, you know, we need more love. I've always been one of these people that says, you know, love is a big concept. You, it's hard 
when people say you just need to love somebody, I think that's so big people can't put it into practice. What do you think? Well, I agree. I mean, there again, it's a very powerful emotion. And when you're talking about a personal emotional level, whether it be on on a whether it be love, whether it be hate, whether it be anger, whether it be calm, it, it's all a very powerful emotional level. And we have to find a way that we can balance those emotions so that, you know, we're all just not running around willy nilly shooting our mouths off and, and making the situations even worse than they are. Absolutely. And I want to touch back on something you said, which is words. And I think people don't understand the power of the words. You know, what comes to me is what's that saying when you're, when you're young and, and uh, your mom and your dad always said, uh, words will never hurt you. What is, what is that? Oh, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me, which is totally untrue. (laughs) It's totally untrue, especially in this situation, you know, and we're trying to get people to make themselves accountable. One of the things that I believe in is that, intuition is something that can help in everybody's life right now. We have to start listening to the inner part of ourselves. The one thing that never gets soiled by conversations, by actions, by the way we live our lives, the choices we make is our soul center the human spirit of ourselves. I truly believe that is the untainted part of each one of us. It's impenetrable. It doesn't matter what you say, what you do, how you conduct yourselves. It's always there. I'll give you an example. Uh, It's a strange one, but try to walk with me on this. You know, a lot of times the religious people in the world will say, you know, to someone that's on death row and they've murdered a bunch of people and they always say, well, you know, if you repent and find uh, an aspect of yourself, you will be saved. Well, I've always thought that was the strangest concept. And of course, it's illogical. It goes against everything we say. You can be as bad as you want to, but in the very bitter end, before you go home, You do this action and you will be saved or whatever you call it. What I think they're trying to get to there is that there is a space in each one of us that has the ability to flick that switch to get back to purity of the heart. I think it never goes away. I think it's born in everyone but I think it's the human elements that we add and heap on top of it that makes it so corroded, that corrodes our ideas, corrodes our thoughts, and more importantly, corrodes our actions, whatever those actions are. So when I'm talking about personal intuition in this regard, I'm talking about that spark that we have the chance to get back to 
And intuition for me is the vehicle that takes us back to the purity that we all possess in our human spirit. And I think that's what we need to get across to people. I think that's what people can do. You know, I feel helpless. How about you? Well, I think, it's, again, it's it's another one of those personal journeys. And I think the way you said it is absolutely beautiful, that we Thanks. all have that goodness within our human spirit but and the purity, but it's it's tapping into that. And it's very powerful. I think it's a very, very powerful thing. And we have to do it as individuals. Unfortunately, there is no magic wand that we're going to wave over our government or over our country or over, you know, the different opposing factions and all of these issues that's going to make it all go away. it's, It's got to come back to the individuals and working within yourself. Now, how everyone is going to go about that, I I don't know. I think that's where I feel lost is, you know, I can do it for me, but I can't convince my neighbor who thinks I'm crazy anyway. So, (laughs) you know, is it our place to convince? Is it? I mean, maybe if we all just take care of our own business, the world may be a better place. I don't know. Well, I think – we all have to disengage. You you can't be involved in the ranting and raving, whether that's on the internet, internet, excuse me, and you write nasty things and you get in a shouting match with words on the internet on your belief systems and and what you believe you need to fight for. I mean that that's controllable in each one of our homes. So I think getting away from the social aspect of rightness, I'm right and you're wrong. You know, I'm a realist. I mean, everybody believes they're right or wrong, but there is a place of neutrality. I mean, that's what we're looking for. And I've been hyping on that forever because for me, love is a big concept. I mean, we barely can do it, you know, with the people we have in our lives. And it's so undefinable for people. But neutrality means you just stay neutral. Now, I know a lot of people want you to engage. I know a lot of people, you know, you need to pick a side. Are you in or are you out? If you're not in, you're against us. If you're out, you're against us. It's like there's no winning spot in that. So I think you're right. We have to look at the individuals and what can we do? Well, we can disengage. We can start by using the law of attraction, which everybody's been talking about, which is creative visualization, basically, which is start using kinder words to each other. I mean, that kind of stuff starts this energy of energetic chemistry that we have seemed to lose and lost our way from. You know, everybody talks about the oneness, but they really don't, we've never done it, so we really don't know what that means. Right, and I think, you know, obviously if you look back in history, this happens time after time after time, and for whatever reasons, for uh, whether it's some 
crazy dictator that gets in power or whether it's a, a government that fails, you know, bad things happen in our world and they always have. And I would assume they always will. But I don't think it's so much how we take action. It's more on what our personal reaction is. What is the reaction to these things? Um, that can go any which direction. It really can. And I think people have lost sight of the power of one. You know, there's a lot more power. You know, there's a lot more power in a group. In other words, the protests of a thousand people is much more heard than the power of one. But the power of one is the only way this is going to get better. And until we start understanding that, and really taking a look at who we are in the whole thing, I think people forget and understand the reason things keep rotating themselves on over and over again is because we still haven't learned the lessons. And I think that's part of the issue, Delilah, is that we don't know what the real lesson is. What is the real intuitive, heartfelt lesson well again that I think goes back to each individual wouldn't it I think you know we talk about we talk about the power of one if we look back again and I I don't think we always have to look back because I think there are people right here in our presence that that embody the same spirit now look at the the progress for peace that certain people have have done throughout history, whether it be Gandhi, whether it's Martin Luther King, um, and, and many of the other peacemakers that we have had in our history of the world. Um, but we tend to go towards the sensational side, which I think is, you know, more the evil side to me. You know, we study it in school. We see, how this war was won, how this war, how, what did this general do or what did this dictator do? And we study that aspect of it. But very little is given um, in lessons to the peacemakers of the world and throughout history. And I think the peacemakers do have that power of one. And they're out there. I think that the peacemakers in the world are trying to do the best of what they can do. It's a tough job. (laughs) I mean, the Dalai Lama is doing his best. The president's doing his best. And because we have taken so much ownership of our own destiny now, because that's another big buzzword, we're all in charge of our own destiny. But the challenge is, we're going into uncharted territory because we don't know what our destiny is anymore. If our destiny is to create peace, we have to see the ugly conflict of what, what's causing us not to get there. And that is where we're at in the throes of the, the essence of where we're at. The other part that history tells us is that we always make a breakthrough We always get to the other side of this cycle. 
Now, it's not pretty, and it's not good, and it's hard to be a part of, but I want people to understand that each one of us plays a part in seeing this part as our destiny. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. It does make sense. And I think, you know, as we go through this this rest of this show, I mean, we've talked about all of this very concerning violence that's happening all over the world, all over, and how it's, it is very cyclical. And we do get through it. Not everybody comes out alive on the other end, but we do get through it. And things tend to come back and everything goes great for a while. Um, but let's talk about um, let's talk about on a personal level. How can we, as individuals, how can we calm ourselves? How can we tap in to the power of one that we all have within each other? Can we develop that to where it is something that is more powerful in the world than? the evil that pops its ugly head up. There's a lot of people that want to get other people involved. They want other people to get involved because their issue is important. The bigger the crowd, the sicker the thought becomes. So my thought and this is just how I'm going through it, and I'm sharing it because this is the only way I feel I can do it. I am not going to engage with rants and raves anywhere on the social media. I'm going to not watch, like you, things that's going on and repeated because I know the mind, the more that the repeated elements of violence is shown to the brain, the more it categorizes as normal. So I'm not going to do that. And I would encourage everyone else to a certain extent, step away and find a place of peace in your own life. For me, I go back to my own intuition and that quiet center I said love is such a hard thing to do and and wrap your head around, but if you break down the pieces of love, what are the things we are capable of doing? Well, I can forgive. I can't forgive individuals, but I can forgive the universal thought of forgiveness for all of us. I can understand the element of peace within myself and only visualize the same peace for my neighbor or my community or my children or my family. Those are the kind of things people need to step back and meditate on peace, quiet, forgiveness. You and I have had many conversations with Susan Murphy Milano before she left And she knew that she was leaving the earth at a fairly reasonable time in her life. And the three of us have had many conversations, and you've had your personal ones, and I've had my personal ones. 
things that she always talked about constantly between all of us was the idea of hope. I don't want any of us to become hopeless in this or angry or disassociated and think that you can't do anything. Because the minute that you start thinking you have a piece of the pie in the puzzle of peace and harmony and mostly hope, then things start moving collectively. It's the energy starts finding itself. You know, that old adage, like attracts like. It's kind of like that. Well, and it is a challenge, and it's not something that's going to happen overnight. I mean, it's going to take a long, long time to find that universal peace. But I think you're absolutely right. You have to start within. You have to tap into that. And it was very interesting, again, going back to the power of words and the words that you used um, hope, forgiveness, truth, peace, love, all of those are, are very powerful words that we don't always think about, we don't always react to, and we don't always practice. And maybe we just don't know how. And I think, to me, that's a lot of where you come in, because you have the ability to help someone develop that, to develop that in intuitive soul spiritual connection to yourself to your humanity or to powers that be um but that's what you do and that's what you've done all your life and you're very familiar with it and you know i might just let listeners know that you do private sessions you do work with people to develop that intuitive self and they can get in touch with you through your website and set up a a session or so. And and by doing that, to me, it's a very, very, very valuable service that you're, it, it's touching out one by one by one. And that's how it's going to work. It's going to be connecting the dots. Everyone who is, is um, recognizing this is another dot. And as long as we continue to, um, go forward with our progress, then we're connecting with other dots. And that is very powerful. And, you know, these words that we're using, they're very changing, life-changing, because it it actually changes uh, the chemistry. It changes the chemistry in your body. It changes the chemistry in your mind. So it's one of those things that, you know, what you think is what you say could be. Yeah, absolutely. And things that you said there was so significant. I think one of the reasons people tag into the energy of what's going on, the combustible energy, whether that's in Orlando or what's been going on, in other areas, Dallas and things like that, our lives are relatively boring. They're not exciting. And one of the things that the human spirit is, they like to be challenged and they like to be entertained and they like the essence of pushing themselves as far as they can. 
I don't lead a very exciting life. It's rather boring. I, I experience love and I experience light and my friends and people. And I think one of the reasons people are attracted to it all is because it's exciting. It's like watching a very bad movie. People, you don't know what's going to happen. It's unpredictable. And it's some weird thing. People get an adrenaline rush out of it. And what we're talking about, in especially intuition, is to dis, disassociate with that and get quiet and get the words around you that that disengage you. So I encourage everyone for an exercise because Delilah talked about the power of one and individuals. I really do want each one of you to go watch a segment on the media. I want you to watch it and I want you to sit there for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes. And then what I want you to do is close your eyes and get quiet and think of the first emotion that comes up. For me, the first emotion that comes up is fear. So when I think of the word fear, it's a reflection of me and what I need to work on. Delilah and I were talking before we went on air, of course, about all of this. And I have fear of where this is all leading to. She does not. (laughs) Because fear is not the place of the emotion that she has to work on. So the emotion that comes up for you is the individual emotion you've got to do work on with yourself. And once you start taking a hold of that, look at the images again or read something and then say, okay, what's my next lesson in this? Because it's all a reflection back to the individual. So you don't have fear, Delilah. When you think of those things, what's the first thing that comes What's the first thing that comes to your mind? I think it's more frustration. Okay. Rather than fear. Um, you know, like I told you off air, it's, it's, I, I'm not one of the doomsday preppers. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not going to stockpile and hide out somewhere waiting for the apocalypse. I mean, if it happens, it happens. You know, take me first so I don't have to see any of it. That's fine with me so in that sense I I don't fear it happening it it may happen it may not I don't know none of us knows the hour or the time that whatever happens happens but I think it's frustration more is what I get every time I watch a media report that reports on um, you know a lot of these things that are happening it's it's very frustrating to me to see both sides of the situation, whether it be from, um, you know, the, the police officer's side or whether it be from the family whose, whose loved one was just gunned down. Those are very raw emotions. And it's very saddening, saddening to me to, to have to see this replayed over and over. I think if we have more resources in place where we reach out to these people, we reach out to them before the situation escalates to a violent 
um, situation again and again and again. And unfortunately, we are now sort of locked in our own little bubbles with a computer in front of us or a cell phone in front of us or a tablet. That's how we're connecting. We're not connecting on a personal level any longer. So would you say the word frustrating and frustration is a theme throughout your life in other aspects than what we're talking about is a part that you personally need to work on? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's, you know, there's, it could be something big in my life or it could be something little like dirty dishes sitting in the sink frustrates (laughs) me. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm talking about. So the exercise of getting into your own head and giving a label to what you need to work on. For me, it's fear. I have a lot of fear in, in a lot of different aspects. I'm not afraid to say that. It's just something I have to work on and have been working on. So each person comes away with a different emotion, i.e., you know, the aspect of themselves that they need to work on. That's what I'm attempting to say to everyone. Really go in and, okay, so my life is frustrating. How can I use my intuition to use that word and by getting that resolved within each individual, it collectively will start bringing people to a different place. Now, is that an endless cycle? Probably. But we're always a work in progress. There is no end to where we're going. It's just another plateau of goodness. And that's, you know, I, I'm glad that you brought that all up because I do feel like, it is an individual's uh, response that is going to make all the difference in the in, in our world. But it, it is it's a continuing thing, and I I think if we can recognize that that there's there is no end to this. It's just going to go into something else, whether it recycles to something in in past history or whether it goes to another level, whether it's a, a level of goodness or or not. It. That's what's going to happen. So we have to be kind of present in the right now rather than looking too far back and too far forward because that's frustrating. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I find it. And I'm too fearful to think about the future. So <laughs> <laughs> See, we're working it out, girlfriend. We're working it out. Oh. But, yeah, it, it is. It's it's one of those things I've I've been trying very hard to train myself with your help, I might add, to just concentrate on right now. What's going on right now? And can you handle it? Can you handle the dirty dishes in the sink? What is what action or what reaction are you going to take for those? You're going to clean them up and put them away. So something has been accomplished and you feel good about it. So, I mean, that's breaking it down to a very, very low element, but you get the the picture of what I'm trying to say. Right. And, you know, I think we're in the throes and the midst of breakthrough. And I don't want people to give up and we have to go do this again. So if everyone works on themselves, does their dirty dishes, so to speak, 
and cleans it up and keeps moving, we're going to get through this. We have to get through this. We don't have a choice. It's what we said we would do, and we are doing it, and we will continue to do it until we get to the next plateau of goodness. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. Well, thank you. I really do. Well, and and it kind of, I just read a, a really, a very profound quote by Jonas Salt. Intuition will tell the thinking mind where to look next. So wow. if if yeah, that's pretty powerful. So it it all comes back down to that intuition. What is your gut telling you? What is your gut telling you if you're in a situation that is dangerous? Where are you going to seek shelter? What are you going to do about it? How are you going to deal with it? How do you handle it? So, you know, it's so so very important to develop that to develop the intuition within each of us. And that quote says it perfectly because it's where it's going to take us the next step. And I don't think we're telling people that you don't have to feel anger, you know, don't feel ashamed if you feel panic or anger or fear or frustration. These are all just vehicles that should propel you to get to that intuitive inner knowing, that inner voice, and get back to the purity of the human spirit that we're talking about that knows what we're supposed to be doing, that knows the way we can get along with each other and make this a calmer, peaceful place. That's what we have to do. We each have to get quiet. We each have to take our day every day and feed that soul part of ourselves with goodness, thoughts, and kindness, and quietness. So we, each person, if each person started finding that inner source of purity, things would be starting to get different. And I think people are starting to realize that's the most powerful place of combating what, what's, what's happening in each one of us every day. Well, and and if people would recognize the fact that intuition is very primitive, it's not something new agey, it's not something that just came out of the 60s, it's always (laughs) been there. Everyone has it, you were born with it, you can't get rid of it, so you might as well use it and develop and catch up on those skills because it is a very freeing, powerful tool, um, you know, in everyday life, in everyday life, whether it be in, in, if you're in a leadership position, a management position, or you're just, you know, sit at home and work on the computer. uh, It's very, very powerful. It sure is. And let me give you one more exercise before we go. Every time you have a thought of anger or mistrust or disdain for another person or just fear, always follow that up with the counterintuitive word. In other words, if I'm feeling fearful 
in my head, in my mind, I immediately turn to a power word of no fear, no fear, no fear. Seeing a person, I come across something in my daily, every day, just in the moments. Stop yourself, wait 10 seconds, and then start the opposite, something that's good. So if you're, I'm not trusting, I'm not trusting, hold for 10 seconds and follow it with something I am trusting, I am trusting, and, the, and your energy will come down, the feelings will dissipate. These are the kind of things that people need to do every single day. And if you start doing that, it changes the composition of your brain, it changes your heart, and more importantly, it gets you in tune with your in-tune goodness and purity of that spirit we're talking about. So those are some simple techniques that you can do on your own. Well, and I think um, every show that we've been doing lately, you come up with these <laughs> wonderful lessons. <laughs> and I think it, it does. And it all boils down to taking care of your intuitive health. It's, it's yep. no different than going to the doctor for a physical or or you know, in going to therapy or anything, you're, you have to take care of your intuitive health and you have to know what supplement to take or what, you know, what exercise to do that's going to keep it healthy and keep it working for you. Now, that's a perfect end to this, this segment we've been doing on personal intuition and how to use it in your everyday practical use. So for those of you that want to catch up, go back to my website at JillianMossBackman.com, and that's spelled J-I-L-L-I-A-N-A-A-S-B-A-C-K-M-A-N, or you can find the information and the uploads at Twitter. You can find it at ImaginePublicity.com, or you can find it on Facebook. It's all over and, and in YouTube included. Next week, we're going to be talking about uh, intuition and the difference between intuition and psychics. Oh, my favorite. <laughs> Who came up with that? <laughs> I don't know. can't imagine. <laughs> but I think it's a, it's a very interesting topic. For who? For you? <laughs> well, the world needs to know, Jillian. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, listen, I'm doing these subjects because I think they need to be done. It doesn't mean I have to enjoy every single one of them, Delilah. <laughs> I know. Well, you're you're stepping outside of your comfort zone on next week's show. So everyone needs to tune in to see how, how Jillian reacts. <laughs> I'll try to act uh, appropriately. Let's put it that way. I'm sure so, you will. Between now and next week, Delilah and I want you to remember, please be safe, and more importantly, always be centered. Thanks for joining Jillian today. Don't miss her famous at-home personal enrichment lessons. You can complete them on your own time to accelerate your personal change. They're simple and nothing like you've experienced before, just like Jillian, warm and fuzzy with an attitude. So change already.
Saving money on groceries is about to get even easier because a brand new Walmart neighborhood market is opening soon near you. Enjoy low prices you can trust every day on your grocery favorites like fresh produce, quality meats, and more. Plus, Walmart's friendly pharmacists can take care of all your prescription needs. At Walmart Neighborhood Market, shopping and saving are simple and convenient. Your new Walmart Neighborhood Market opens July 13th at the corner of 38th Avenue North and 17B in Myrtle Beach. Save money, live better, Walmart. Saving money on groceries is about to get even easier because a brand new Walmart Neighborhood Market is opening soon near you. Enjoy low prices you can trust every day on your grocery favorites, like fresh produce, quality meats, and more. Plus, Walmart's friendly pharmacists can take care of all your prescription needs. At Walmart Neighborhood Market, shopping and saving are simple and convenient. Your new Walmart Neighborhood Market opens July 13th at the corner of 38th Avenue North and 17B in Myrtle Beach. Save money, live better, Walmart. 